Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Monday, July 19th. And this episode is brought to you by the Locked On NHL podcast. You need more hockey news, and Locked On NHL is here to fill the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening around the league. Subscribe to Locked On NHL today, wherever you get podcasts. The big news, of course, is the expansion draft protection lists being revealed on Sunday. We will go through Boston's fairly predictable list uh, with one possible exception and assess what it means for the Bruins in advance of the expansion draft on Wednesday. Uh, As a quick reminder, I am actually heading to a cottage this afternoon, so I'll be away for the next few days. However, I do plan to record a podcast following the expansion draft, and I'm hoping to get the Locked On NHL mock draft in the feed as well. I'll be back on Friday to uh, recap the first round of the draft later that night. Hopefully do a green room uh, after the Bruins make their pick and then possibly do another episode on Saturday. So it'll be a little different this week, but please do uh, hit that subscribe button. Each new episode will be automatically added to your feed for you to download, listen, and enjoy. If there is any breaking news regards to the Bruins, you can follow along at LO Boston Bruins on Twitter. More often than not, I use my personal account, which is at ENC McLaren. Uh, same on Instagram. And if you want to follow the podcast on Instagram, it's uh, at Locked On Bruins. Now, without further ado, let's get to the protected list for our Boston Bruins. As a reminder, the Kraken will select 30 players, one from each NHL club, with the exception of the Vegas Golden Knights. And those selections will be revealed live from Seattle in a special 90-minute broadcast on Wednesday, July 21st at 8 p.m. on ESPN2 in the States, Sportsnet, SN Now, and TVA Sports in Canada. Uh, It will be conducted under the same rules for the Kraken as the Golden Knights, meaning current NHL teams were able to protect seven forwards, three defensemen, and one goalie, or eight skaters, a combination of forwards and defensemen, and one goaltender. The Bruins opted for the 7-3-1 model, uh, protecting Patrice Bergeron, Charlie Coyle, Jake DeBrusque, Trent Frederick, Brad Marchand, David Pasternak, and Craig Smith up front. On defense, the Bruins protected Brandon Carlo, Matt Grzlick, and Charlie McAvoy, and then in net, they protected Dan Vladar. Now, a couple things to remember here. First of all, all pending unrestricted free agents did not need to be protected. Uh, the Seattle Kraken have an exclusive window of time between now and Wednesday uh, in which they can negotiate with these players. And if they do come to an agreement, then they can announce that signing and that would count as Boston's pick. So for example, if they want to talk to uh, Mike Riley, a Tuka Rask, a Sean Corrali, David Krejci, Yaroslav Halak, or Taylor Hall, they're free to do so. And if they can entice them to sign with the Kraken, then that would count as Boston's pick. Also, I should add uh, Jeremy Swayman. 
He's only played one NHL season, uh, so he's exempt from the expansion draft. One pro season, in fact. Now, who is available? It's quite a long list. The notable players include Rask and Halak, as I mentioned, as unrestricted free agents. On the back end, you have uh, Jacobs Borrell, Jeremy Lozon, Connor Clifton, as well as Mike Riley, who's a UFA, and uh, John Moore, uh, Jared Tenorti to a lesser extent, Stephen Camfer, we already know he's off to the KHL. Kevin Miller's retiring, so little chance those guys will be selected. It'll probably come down to Zborl, um, Lozon, or Clifton, unless perhaps Riley is enticed to sign with the Kraken. Up front, a bunch of AHL guys, some guys who are no longer around, like uh, Jacob Forsbacker Carlson, Alex Koklukchev. Uh, but notable players include uh, Taylor Hall, who's an unrestricted free agent, David Krejci, and Sean Corrales, who are UFAs. Uh, you have uh, Andre Kasha, who has had injury issues, of course. Uh, there's Curtis Lazar, who was picked up from the Buffalo Sabres and played a great role uh, on the fourth line. And then you have Carson Kuhlman, uh, Zach Sinitian, Chris Wagner, and the biggie that people are talking about, Nick Ritchie. The Bruins did elect to protect Jake DeBrusque over Nick Ritchie. And it does make uh, much sense when you look at it. Flodo Shinzawa of The Athletic is reporting that if Ritchie is bypassed by Seattle, another transaction may still be in his black and gold future. One source speculated the Bruins will decline to issue a qualifying offer, making him an unrestricted free agent. By doing so, the team would avoid an arbitration hearing. It's possible the Bruins top contract with Richie at a lower price, but he would be free to negotiate with any bidder. It's a bit tricky on the left side right now because obviously Brad Merchand nailed in on the top line. The hope is that Taylor Hall will resign. Uh, then you still have Jake DeBrusque, Nick Ritchie, and Trent Frederick in the mix as well, although Frederick could play some center in a pinch. If Ritchie is plucked, then chances are Jake DeBrusque would remain around. If um, Ritchie is not selected, then perhaps DeBrusque uh, will be flipped for defensive help uh, sometime this offseason. If Hall doesn't sign and they somehow lose Nick Ritchie as well, then Jake DeBrusque's stock with the Bruins potentially goes way up because he would theoretically have his spot back on the second line where he's been most comfortable. A lot of this depends on whether or not David Krejci decides to stick around. Uh, that is an enticement for Taylor Hall to be sure as Hall and Krejci and Craig Smith Found great success. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of question up front at the moment. I personally think it was the right decision to protect Jake DeBrusque. I look back at his past season. Uh, he struggled through COVID, through uh, injury, through some uh, you know mental setbacks that he was pretty open about. He was bounced up and down the lineup, left and right. I don't think this was the best season on which to assess his future with the team. So if they do trade him, hopefully they can get some value out of him. But if they don't, I think there's still a lot there and that he could bounce back in a big way this season. And you don't want that to happen with an expansion team after losing him for nothing. 
Maybe the bigger question was Frederick over Richie. Richie's well-established at this point. Frederick's ceiling may be higher, although that's not certain by any means. He potentially has a bit more value because he's younger. He can play center. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the Bruins taking a bit of a risk here by exposing Nick Ritchie. But when you look at what other teams have exposed, the Bruins list is pretty tame, pretty predictable, and there's not much room for debate there. Although, if you were on Twitter on Sunday, uh, that app may have suggested otherwise. Before we move on, I just want to talk for a moment about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market. There are so many delicious flavors. There's really something for everyone. There's coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate, as well as the odd limited time flavor that pops up, including recently grasshopper cookie. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're also healthy too. There's about 17 to 18 grams of protein, Calories ranging from 130 to 180, only about 4 to 5 grams of sugar, 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. They're all great tasting and healthy. Built Bar is also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team, which is pretty cool. Go to Built.com right now and use promo code LOCKEDON to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. So if you're reading the tea leaves and trying to figure out who the Bruins could realistically lose to the Seattle Kraken, the likelihood is that it will be one of three defensemen, either Connor Clifton or Jacobs Borrell or Jeremy Lozon. I think Nick Ritchie is a bit of a dark horse pick at this point, especially considering the talent up front that will be available. It wouldn't be quite ideal to lose any of those players. If you look at Clifton, uh, I perhaps, or I said on Twitter that I would be more okay losing him than Zborl or Lozon, and that's just because those guys are younger and have yet to establish themselves at the NHL level. We kind of know what Connor Clifton is at this point. Uh, he's a smooth skater. He can move the puck with efficacy he can hit pretty well and chip in offensively and on the pk having said that the bigger thing right now with respect to clifton is that he is the de facto third pair defenseman for the boston bruins on the right side and if they do lose him that is a hole that's going to be uh, have to be filled. They have McAvoy, Carlo on the right side, and then there's Clifton and Brady Lyle from Providence. Those are the right side or the right hand options at this point. Jeremy Lozon, as we know, can play on the right side if necessary. Uh, when it comes to Zborl or Lozon, you know, there's Grizzlick on the top pair or second pair. Then you have hopefully Mike Riley coming back. Uh, Lozon, Zborl fighting for the third pair spot, and then you have some other younger guys who could theoretically fight for playing time as well in Yerhovac Nainen, uh, Jack Ashan specifically. So losing Lozon, Zborl, that would hurt, especially after allowing uh, Krug and Chara to walk last season in order to give these guys some room to develop. Uh, the jury's a bit out on what they can do at the NHL level, um, I think Zborl still has a bit more upside, uh, Vakaninen as well. Uh, so it wouldn't 
hurt them as much to lose one of those guys, although let's be real, it still would hurt. But Clifton specifically would leave a pretty big hole that would have to be filled in free agency or via trade. And that brings us back to kind of the uh, Jake DeBrusque discussion as well. A lot of what the Bruins are going to do this offseason kind of hinges on uh, David Krejci and Taylor Hall. uh, And hopefully they can convince those guys to remain in Boston. The Bruins, according to Fluto Shinzawa, are optimistic that Krejci wants to stay. Their offseason plan, however, depends on him signing sooner than later. If he wants to come back, it would make a Hall reunion more likely. And both sides have stated there's an inclinations for an extension between the Bruins and Taylor Hall. And we all know, again, how effective that trio was after the trade deadline. If is not coming back, it potentially reduces their chances of signing Hall and would have them turning to some UFA alternatives, of which there are many, to be honest. Gabriel Landeskog, Jaden Schwartz, Zach Hyman, Brandon Saad, to name a few. So there will be options, but it all depends kind of on what Krejci and Hall decide to do. The first order of business, of course, is the expansion draft, and much of what Boston will do this offseason kind of depends on who's taken. So again, who are the main candidates? If you look at Nick Ritchie, who may or may not be in Boston's plans regardless. Uh, He's a left wing who lost out to Frederick because of his age, his contract status. Again, he's restricted, eligible for arbitration. He may not be qualified if not selected by Seattle, which would make him eligible to sign with any other team that he wants. Frederick likely at the edge because he's younger and can play center. Connor Clifton, he's attractive to Seattle because he's a right-shot defenseman. He signed at only $1 million for the next two seasons, and he can play his offside, and by all accounts, he's a good teammate. Again, that would leave the Bruins searching for a third-pairing right-side defenseman. Uh, Jacobs Borrell, he has a history with Seattle assistant Jay Leach, who called him his best defenseman at the end of 2019-20, one of the reasons why I think he could be the guy that's picked here. Uh, former 2015 first-rounder who can retrieve pucks and move them effectively when not under duress. And then we have Lozon. He's been a stout penalty killer. Shinzawa notes could be a consistent third-pairing defender at 5-on-5. Five five. He's under contract for one more season at a very cheap $850,000. So those are the four main options for the Seattle Kraken from the Boston Bruins roster. I'd be surprised if Seattle went off the board and took anybody else. Now, once the expansion draft is done, uh, roster movement can pick up again. There's a trade freeze in effect until July 22nd. That would be Thursday. At that point, uh, the Bruins would be able to announce a Hall extension. Hint, hint, wink, wink, Don Sweeney. And then, of course, on uh, Friday, there's the entry draft where the Bruins have the 21st pick, which is technically the 20th pick since Seattle forfeited theirs. And then, of course, on Saturday, rounds two through seven. And like I said, I'll be sure to pop up some recaps after that is all said and done. I should add, with respect to Yaroslav Halak, it seems as though he will not be back with the Bruins, not entirely unexpected. Uh, Matt Porter of the Boston Globe did some digging 
And per his agent, Alan Walsh, Yarrow will assess each team's interest when free agency opens, but generally sees his ideal role as a partner in tandem. Uh, Halak has been very good for the Bruins over the last uh, couple seasons. He posted a record of 49-23-14 with a 9-18 save percentage with the Bruins while playing really more than originally anticipated in his three-year stint. Uh, backing up, quote-unquote, to Rask kind of became a 1B and took over the starting role at times when Rask was injured, when he left the bubble. Uh, but it really seems as though his time with the team didn't end as he would have liked. He was, of course, on the COVID list for a while. He was replaced as backup by Jeremy Swayman. And uh, Swayman, Vladar, very much the future of the team in net. Rask, of course, out for the beginning of the season after undergoing surgery, but the expectation is that he will be back for the second half of the season. Uh, so Yaroslav Halak really looking to get back to a situation where he is in net regularly likely wasn't going to happen in Boston. Despite the fact that Rask will be out, he didn't want to put himself in a position where he would be bumped again to the third spot once Rask, uh, or hopefully when Rask is healthy, if Rask is healthy and able to come back. So that's the latest on Halak. The Bruins will probably look for some help in net this offseason. Uh, Swayman likely to start in the AHL, I would think. Vladar, of course, requires waivers. So if they want to gamble and go with both young guys to start the season, that's possible. But I would expect them to bring in some help, uh, veteran help to begin the season. And that would mean Vladar likely to stay up. Swayman getting some regular starting time in Providence. Keep in mind, he's still very young. And despite the fact he played amazing as a rookie, uh, there's likely some seasoning left to do in the AHL. But we'll see how that all shakes out as well. So a quick recap. Bruins most likely to lose one of Clifton, Lozon's Borrell, Nick Ritchie a possibility. Let's not discount Curtis Lazar being a possibility. Perhaps even Carson Kuhlman. Uh, I would expect it would be a guy that Jay Leach is more familiar with. Uh, and again, Wednesday night, we will find out, and I'll have a reaction pod up on Thursday to discuss everything you need to know about who was selected by the Kraken from the Bruins roster. If you are a better, then Bet Online is the place for you. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including baseball, basketball, hockey, and UFC. Before the next game, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Speaking of sign-up bonuses, you can sign up today for a free account and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using promo code LOCKEDON. That's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game. Also, a quick reminder that you can get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on all the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts.
To wrap up, let's look at some news and notes from around the NHL. And there were quite a few big names that were among those made available to the Kraken for the NHL expansion draft, including Carey Price, Shea Weber, Vladimir Tarasenko. Uh, those were the main guys. Now, it looks like Price may have initiated that because he could be set for uh, some off-season surgery of his own. So he figured Seattle unlikely to take him. It would allow Montreal to uh, protect Jake Allen in case he can't go to begin the season. It's an enticing uh, proposition for Seattle to take a guy with uh, ties to the West Coast. Um, but for me, seems like a big stretch to take on a guy who's turning 34, $10.5 million for the next five seasons with an $11 million signing bonus coming up in September. Uh, Capitals forward Alex Ovechkin, Avalanche forward Gabe Landeskog were also left unprotected, kind of the same situation as Taylor Hall and David Krejci, uh, unrestricted free agents who Seattle can talk to uh, in the meantime. Uh, Goalies, Jonathan Quick, Matt Murray, Braden Holtby, the notable names, along with Ben Bishop, Vitek Vanacek, Martin Jones, and Capo Kakinen. Chris Dreger seems like the guy that they might take. Uh, Frederick Anderson, Peter Mrazek, Mike Smith, Tuka Rask, Yaroslav Halak are the uh, pending unrestricted free agents who were left unprotected. Some notable defensemen, we have P.K. Subban, Mark Giordano, Kevin Shattenkirk, Shane Gostisbehere, Eric Johnson. Uh, and up front, you have guys like Matt Duchesne, Ryan Johansson, exposed by the Predators. Uh, New York Islanders did the same with Josh Bailey and Jordan Eberle. Ducks left Adam Henrique available, and the Sabres did not protect Jeff Skinner. Uh, the Flyers left James Van Riemsdyk and Jacob Voracek unprotected. The Lightning um, allowed Alex Killorn, Andre Palat, Tyler Johnson, Yanni Gord, and Pat Maroon to be left unprotected. And then there's some unrestricted free agents like Hall, Krejci, Saad, Philip Deneau, Kyle Palmieri, Zach Hyman, and Jaden Schwartz who are left unprotected. The main UFA uh, or free agent defensemen available, Dougie Hamilton and Vince Dunn. So, you know, Seattle's going to have no shortage of players to choose from, talented players. Uh, The challenge, of course, will be fitting them all under the cap. And when it comes to Carey Price, uh, Pierre Lebrun reporting, he's scheduled to see a doctor in New York this week regarding a knee issue, which could potentially lead to surgery. Sorry, I said it was hip, it's a knee. The hope is it's not too serious, so that could very well turn off the Kraken from uh, taking him on apart from his contract situation. It's going to be a busy week. Uh, Again, I'm going uh, to a cottage this week. No Wi-Fi, but I'll still have my phone. Uh, still be tweeting at LO Boston Bruins at ENC McLaren. So keep it locked there. Hit that subscribe button so that when I do drop an episode, you won't miss a thing. And I will definitely get one up on Thursday uh, to discuss who the Bruins have lost in the expansion draft. And then I'll check in on Spotify Green Room Friday during the draft and have perhaps a pod up that night to discuss the first round pick and if there's any trades made and then if not then a full draft recap on uh on saturday 
So that's it for today's episode of Lockdown Boston Bruins. I hope you are all doing well. I hope you are having a great week. Uh, and, you know, if you're on vacation as well, please do take care. If you're at work, at home, whatever you're doing, I hope you have a great week. And I will see you all uh, on social media, Twitter. But in the meantime, I'll be at a beach on Canada's most southern mainland tip at Point Pelee. And uh, yeah, just enjoying some sights, sounds, tastes around the area as well. So thanks so much again for listening. Have a great week, everybody. I'll talk to you again no later than Thursday. And uh, hopefully there's some good Bruins news ahead. Peace.